When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have seen our final open OTA practice for the 2023 offseason. And Cliff Brown and I are here to break it all down for you. Uh, So, Cliff, I think it was good OTAs. Yep. Um, you know, as you and Cassie made abundantly clear, I was not here for last week. <laughs> I caught that shade, Cliff. That's unlike you. We were just making it clear that, you know, you were missed. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and giving you a little bit of what you give other people. That's very true. That's very fair. I was laughing uh, listening <laughs> to that, so well done. Um, but I was here today. Yes, you were. And so, so I watched practice, and, uh, you know, I thought, you know, from what you and Cassie were saying and what I had read, you know, the offense wasn't particularly sharp last week. No. Uh, I thought it looked much better this week. Uh, they must have turned it on because I was here putting on a show for me. <laughs> That's it. That was I'm it. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, what, what stood out to you, Cliff? Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense in that the more they get familiar with this new offense, the better they'll look. Yep. Obviously, Lamar having more time and having more reps in the 7-on-7 and 11-on-11 stuff, yep. I think really picked up a sharpness. I thought Lamar really threw the ball well today. And then, obviously, we had guys, you know, really getting open today, I thought, and making some nice catches, particularly Nelson Aguilar. So, yep. yeah, I think this is just a byproduct of the team getting more familiar with the new offense. And oh, John Harbaugh mentioned also it's not just the vets. It's like the rookies are picking up things quickly, too, he thinks. So, yep. that's a good sign. But, uh, yeah, I, I hear Todd Monk, and you always hear him at practice. But today – I didn't hear him as much because I think he was kind of liking what he saw. There really wasn't much to correct. They were moving crisply. So it was a good practice, I thought, for the offense. Yeah. uh, One player that I wanted to mention or wanted to talk about that you brought up is Nelson Aguilar. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was a good practice for him. Definitely. Yeah. And and not really, you know, I saw this in the first week of OTAs also and even, even in, you know, football school practices that were open. He's been impressive. Like I noted it before that the dude can get up. He's got he can elevate. Athletic, yes. And, and and he can pluck. Like, yes, very athletic, like plucks the ball. Just a acrobatic wide catch radius. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and so he made some impressive grabs today, but it, you know, it wasn't out of the norm for what he's been doing. No. And, you know, here's a guy that just rolling it forward to what should we expect? You know, obviously, he's not going to be the top target getter. You know, OBJ and Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews will all probably get more targets mm-hmm. than Nelson Aguilar. You know, knock on wood, everybody says he's healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's a player that can make some – he's going to be in some highlights this year. I can guarantee you, when you look back on the Ravens 2023 best plays of the season highlights film montage, Nelson Aguilar will be in there. I cannot disagree with that. This is a great situation for him not being the guy. Uh, with this much talent around him – He's a guy who's going to see a lot of one-on-one coverage, not feeling the pressure to be a 60-70 catch guy like he was early in his career in Philly. So I think, yeah, he, he can really flourish now, plus he has more experience than that. And there was one throw in particular today, a back shoulder throw that Lamar made to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you see the ball in the air on a back shoulder and 
you're thinking the receiver's not going to catch it. There's no way the defensive back can can make a play on that. And Aguilar really adjusted his body, yeah. made what could have been a difficult catch look easy. Yep. If the Ravens get to that level with those type of throws, this offense is really going to hump. Yeah, completely agree. I think that's a great note. I mean, you're talking about a guy – former first round pick has has a ton of talent super athletic and and you're seeing why on the field so you know speaking of Lamar Jackson and the quarterbacks you know Mark Andrews I know last week talked about how good Lamar was throwing the ball and I thought today there was a a a throw late in practice it just kind of sailed a little bit wide of Charlie Kohler and I thought and this was like late in practice Mm -hmm. and I was like that might be the first ball I've seen hit the ground today like I, I thought the quarterbacks were sharp all day. And to your point with Lamar, I think, you know, he's just getting more and more comfortable with Todd Munkin's system. He is. Uh, his release looks really good. I mean, the quickness of it. And the angles. Yeah. Well, for yeah. the fans, for yeah. the fans <laughs> who love the sidearm throw, it is, it is still yeah. very much part of the repertoire. He's got all the angles down. But the quickness that he's getting rid of the football, and I, I think that's something the Ravens want too, obviously, in this offense. So everything they want seems to be a little faster. You know, they're, they're getting the line of scrimmage faster, uh, get, getting plays called faster, you know, giving him Lamar more time to survey the defense in case he wants to make a change. And then, yeah, the way wide receivers, too, are running these routes, uh, there's just a sense of urgency to me with everyone to kind of play fast and have kind of an uptick feel to practice. And, yeah, it's going to be fun, I think, next week. Mandatory minicamp, when you see more of the defense, you know, frontline defensive players going against, you know, the offense, you know, that, that old cliche, iron, sharpening iron. I think the Ravens have a chance to be the type of team like that that in practices, particularly in training camp, they can get got a lot of good work working against each other. Yeah. I mean, this week there were a number of notable absences. Uh, Zay Flowers was not out there. John Harbaugh said he had a slight soft tissue tweak uh, and is expected to be out there for minicamp, uh, so that's that's a relief. Mark Andrews is in the building but didn't practice. OBJ, Rashad Bateman, uh, you know, OBJ is still not here. Rashad Bateman didn't practice. Um, so that's a few. You know, Gus Edwards isn't practicing yet. John Harbaugh said he could be partially back for minicamp but expects that he'll definitely be back uh, for training camp, that there haven't been any setbacks or that, anything there. J.K. Davins isn't here. There, there are a number of absences today, certainly for the offense, um, but – Still, to see him do pretty well is a good sign. It is. It is. And, yeah, I think that, you know, the Ravens physically right now are in a good place. Yeah. There's always going to be some minor nicks. I mean, it's football, you know. And for a guy like Zay Flowers, think about the offseason he's had, getting ready for the combine, yeah. now here, you know, running all these reps as a wide receiver does. But, you know, you think about the last couple of years, the injuries the Ravens have had, compare that to where they are now. They're in a really good place, I think, going into mandatory minicamp health-wise. So mm-hmm. we should see, you know, an abundance of players we haven't seen in a while next week. Hopefully they get through those three days healthy. And then if that's the case, they're going to go into training camp, to me, in a better physical shape top to bottom than they've been in a few years. For sure. I mean, again, knock on wood here knock that on wood. everything stays the Knocking same. Knocking on my head here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think to your point, I mean, last year there were so many guys. I mean, you had to use two hands to count the number of exactly. players that were coming back from major yep. injuries and rehabbing still at this point. Yep. They're much further ahead uh, this year compared to last. And, and it will be exciting to see minicamp, who else takes the field. And 
um, you'll get a clearer picture of what this team has to offer. I do want to mention uh, another offensive player, since we're on the topic of offense here. Maybe the catch of the day, Isaiah Likely. <laughs> Isaiah Likely had that touchdown grab was impressive. Kind of a lob ball back corner of the end zone. Cornerback, you know, in really good position. And I, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's no way he can get under that thing. And he just kind of darts Sorts his way under that pass and somehow brought that in. It was a, a heck of a catch for for the sophomore tight end. Yeah, that's what the Ravens saw when they drafted him. He made those type of catches regularly <laughs> at Coastal Carolina. If you watch yeah. film of him, and obviously he had a great preseason last year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot like Kyle Hamilton, early in the regular season, fought through some things and showed kind of his mental toughness. Not not just to mention his talent that. Mm-hmm. Late in the season, he started to play better. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times with rookies, they start off fast, and then, you know, the so-called wall, they fade in the, the year. These two guys were on the uptick at the end of the year. And I think that really bodes well for likely coming in this year. And then the competition there with Charlie Kohler. I mean, yep, Charlie Kohler a, I was just, good. I was just going to bring up. Yeah. yeah, I thought Charlie Kohler's been, been looking looks good at OTAs. I mean, physically looks really good. I mean, he's a big man. He's big. That's a big dude. And I remember last year when he was a rookie, kind of look at him and he was already big, but I was like, I think it looks like he can put some more size on that frame. Like, he just has a big frame, mm-hmm. and he's done that seemingly this offseason. Like, just you often see that kind of physical maturation from players pretty stark from year one to year two and yep. i see that from charlie and honestly like you know the ravens obviously had josh oliver leaving free agency went to minnesota josh oliver went from a receiving tight end you know he was known for his pass catching to really a, a great blocker in mm-hmm. greg's uh roman scheme you know the tight end i the blocking tight end i don't think in todd munkin's offense is going to have the same it's not the same as greg roman's offense right. still important still important but can Charlie Kohler, a guy who is not known necessarily for his blocking at Iowa State, become kind of take on that Josh Oliver-esque role? Would not surprise me. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if by year's end, Charlie Kohler has a similar number of receptions to Isaiah Likely. Like, I, I think that competition last year, obviously, with Kohler out for almost the entire year, Isaiah Likely was the guy. Mm-hmm. In year two? Uh, don't write off Charlie Kohler like making an impact, if not just as big a one as Isaiah Likely, in my opinion. No question, and they're all versatile. Uh, I'm really curious how to, to see how Todd Munkin uses all the tight ends. We yep. we know Greg Roman had a tight end friendly offense, no question. Yep. But these three guys are really versatile. Um, you can line them up anywhere. It can cause a lot of issues when you have the wide receivers that the Ravens have, and then you couple that with the tight ends they have. I mean. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure Ty Monken is here early in the morning just thinking of different ways to use a lot of these guys because, yeah, it's a wealth of talent to me offensively that Lamar hasn't had since he's been here. This this level of, you know, oh, number sure. one, two, three, right. it really looks good. And the wide receivers have been getting, obviously, a lot of the buzz for good reason, but, like, this tight end room is stacked. And he loves throwing to them. Stacked. Yep, he loves throwing uh, to the tight ends. We can't forget the offensive player of the day. We, we gave the catch of the day to mm-hmm. Isaiah Likely. Mm-hmm. But who was the offensive player of the day, would you say, Cliff? The offensive player? Yeah, this is a quiz. Who was it? Well, if it was not Algar, who was it? Ben Mason, baby. Oh, well, Big Ben, all right. Ben Mason, got to give Ben some love. I'll, I'll go for that. Ben Mason. Right. He caught several passes. There was a stretch there, maybe like six plays. Ben Dom- Mason caught like four of them. He was dominating. Dominating. 
and right, like Kittle out there, right? That's right. <laughs> possibly a touchdown. I don't know. Did they rule that a touchdown? Trenton Simpson uh, made a nice we, recovery, got the ball late. We, we ruled a touchdown. We ruled that a touchdown. He I had did. possession. Right, right. This wasn't the Lee Evans. You know, that's why you look. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Straight up from the records. <laughs> <laughs> ben Mason hauled in that catch. He did. You know, give him some credit. Like legit. You know, uh, Pat Ricard hasn't been out there. He's been sidelined, and Ben Mason is is looking good. Like he looks more nimble than he did. I think his first couple mm-hmm. of years, he looks like he's uh, yeah, he's moving better. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, catching some balls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Today was a Ben day. I don't think that's going to be Ravens bread and butter. I agree, but, but I do agree that yeah, I mean, he's another guy showing a comfort level. And harking back about three weeks ago at the beginning of OTAs when John Harbaugh talked about how the shape that a lot of these guys are in that they really you look at the team coming out they look like there's this midseason the shape the guys are in I, I don't see any guy out here is like man you know you wonder what he did in the offseason they've been working it's mm-hmm. it's clear so it, it will be see it'll be curious to see guys we haven't seen at all how they look yep but the guys that we've seen like I said, to me, good. there hasn't been one guy that I'm like, man, you know, he looks, you know, like. He's playing they, his way in the shape, in the fighting shape. They, they came like ready to shape. go. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we want to remind listeners that this week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, has a limited time offer you won't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FLOCK. New customers get can get a deposit bonus up to $1 thousand dollars that's one thousand big ones cliff only at DraftKings sportsbook with promo code flock please play responsibly for help visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 plus must be physically present in maryland so let's let's talk a little we've been talking a lot about the offense yeah which is always fun to talk offense about. is fun that's right. it's always fun that's right anybody on the defensive side stand out to you cliff well kyle hamilton to me is a, is a guy who this year, I think, could really be a big year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll play more snaps, I think, at his natural safety position, although yeah. he has such versatility. I always think throughout his career he's going to be a guy that the defensive coordinator is going to want to use him in multiple ways because 
few safeties have the ability that he has to play so many spots. Right. Well, and you you look at him physically, he's so big. He said he added more muscle, like wanted to kind of bulk up a little bit. Like you look at him, you're like, is this guy an edge rusher? Like if you didn't know, you'd be like, could he rush it off the edge? Right. He's a big dude. He's big. So like you get right. big dudes around the line of scrimmage, it's not usually a bad thing. No. And then playing next to a guy like Marcus Williams, which I asked him about today, he I think that combination could be one of the most, if not the most, athletic safety tandem in the NFL. You think about, you know, Marcus Williams, the ground that he covers from side on side, yeah. and Hamilton. That'll give, you know, the Ravens a lot of options. Mike McDonald, when he wants to match up with people, show different looks. Also think quarterbacks will be kind of hesitant sometimes maybe to take a shot downfield because, yep. you know, those two guys, a guy may look open, particularly with Marcus Williams, Saw him last week, you know, in OTA. There were times when guys looked open when the ball was thrown, but once it went up in the air, nope. he closes the gap quickly. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see Hamilton in year two um, really blossom into, to me, a playmaking safety. And it'll be interesting, the chemistry that he develops, you know, alongside Marcus Williams, kind of to your question you asked as well. Um, one thing I thought Kyle Hamilton said on podium after practice was, you know, he doesn't really – feel like he will be locked into or necessarily really want to be locked into one position is, is kind yeah. of the way he made it sound. Yeah. Um, to your point about versatility, I think so many Kyle things, Hamilton yes. certainly feels the same way. Uh, if you haven't done so, by the way, make sure you subscribe uh, to Ravens Press Pass, the Ravens Press Pass podcast. It, all the press conferences are right there. You'll hear from head coach John Harbaugh, uh, outside linebackers coach Chuck Smith, and as we mentioned, Kyle Hamilton from today's practice. So go check that out. Uh, an another thing that I thought was interesting from the press conferences was Ch hearing from Chuck Smith. Mm -hmm. It's the first time that we heard from Dr. Rush. And interesting guy, uh, no good question. talker. I mean, obviously an interesting story of, you know, kind of getting his start, you know, uh, in the Ravens diversity coaching program mm -hmm. uh, way back when. And then uh, kind of, you know, realizing there was a niche for, for, an, for a pass rush specialist, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to train these pass rushers and really kind of thrive in that role. And now, you know, in a more traditional coaching role here in a full-time uh, gig with the Ravens. And I thought it was interesting just like, I came away being like, man, this guy knows his stuff. Like, mm -hmm. he seems really, he seems like a pass rush specialist. <laughs> I mean, just like hearing him, he's like talk, rattling off all these moves from, you know, all these old players and talking about how, like, really the Ravens, he wants to develop signature pass rush moves for the Ravens pass rushers. Like, what's Odafe always signature move going to be? And all the great ones had a signature move. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Dwight Freeney in the spin move or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. The list goes on and on. Um, you know, what's David Ajabo's signature move going to be? Like, if you can get really good at that move that you can just win with consistently and then work off of that, mm -hmm. right? Like, now you have that eight, you have that trump card, yeah. you know? And that, like, that can be really tough to stop. And I thought it was interesting hearing him talk about that. No question. And to me, if I'm a pass rush specialist, you know, Dafe Owe and David Ajabo are two guys I would love oh, to gosh. work with. The You're salivating. The talent is so obvious. And I mentioned to you last week, I mean, David Ajabo was a guy I loved in college in Michigan. I, I catch a lot of Michigan. My daughter and brother-in-law or son-in-law went to Michigan. Uh -huh. So they're watching Michigan football all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this kid Ajabo, I like him. And that was when I had no idea Mike McDonald was going to be coming back right, as right. defensive quarter. And now Ajabo is a Raven. Right, right, right. So that combo worked at Michigan. I can't see it not working here. Yeah. And then to have, yeah, a pass rush specialist 
who's really, I think, going to bring a different dimension to these guys, it really could be something special. I mean, these are two young, extremely athletic, extremely intelligent, extremely hardworking players. I mean, both of them want to be great, and they also compete against each other and love playing with each other. So, obviously, if those two guys, either of those two guys make a leap or both of them, the Ravens' pass rush could be really dynamic. Yeah, I thought it was Chuck Smith had some glowing things to say about David Ajabo, talking about how, like, he's going to be better than people think. You know, people think about the Achilles and all this stuff. Like, he's going he's gonna to be better than what you expect him to be. And and the explosion, like, I mean, I, I've just I've been impressed with OA and Ojabo mm-hmm. and OTAs just overall. Like, I think OA looks like he's just kind of more locked in, knows what he's doing, you know, and, and he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who trains hard in the offseason as well. All the time. You know, Jabo is just, I mean, he is quick. I mean, yeah. he, he, the, he can go outside, inside in a flash and and saw that on one occasion uh, today. It was just like, I mean, the, the left tackle had no shot, mm-hmm. just no shot. I mean, it, it's just, he's an explosive dude and he's just playing with a lot of confidence and having fun and, you know, we, there's been, I think, a fair amount of hand-wringing about the Ravens' pass rusher situation, their outside linebacker situation, and the need to sign Justin Houston or somebody else. Um, you know, and, and there's still, Which I think, happen, right? still very very much a chance that that could happen. Mm-hmm. There's a number of veterans. You know, Leonard Floyd just signed, uh, what, wh- wh- where'd he go? He went to uh, Bills. Mm-hmm. And so is that the first domino to fall in that pass rusher market and that there's a deal done sometime during minicamp or sometime between minicamp and training camp or whatever that could happen. But I'm just saying, I think that right now seeing Ojabo on the field and seeing OA, you know, and the steps he's taken looking like he's, you know, on pace to have a bigger year three, certainly than he did in his sophomore year, you know, and we haven't seen Tyus Bowser out there yet. I would expect that he'll be out there for mandatory minicamp. Like the outside linebacker situation might not be as dire as, as some are making it out to be. No. Again, those two young men, you know, they were drafted where they were for a reason. Yep. Uh, Owe was a first-round pick. We know a job would have been if not for the injury at his pro day. So, yeah, I mean, that's those are two really talented guys back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. It's time for them to blossom. They're going to have every opportunity to be main guys. You know, yep. because we know Ty is a very consistent player and important to this defense. But even if they were to sign Justin Houston or a vet, Owe and Ojaba are going to get their reps if they earn them. And the more they earn, the more they'll eat. So yep. they, they're hungry. We'll yep. see if they eat. Yep. Uh, just a couple of guys I quickly want to point out to you. I thought who had good practices on the defensive side of the ball. I thought Trenton Simpson, uh, third-round pick, uh, inside linebacker, sniffed out a, a little running back screen that I thought was a good play. And I mentioned the Ben Mason kind of, you know, whether you call that a touchdown or not, Trent Simpson kind of recovered, had good recovery and stuck with the play. I thought it was, uh, you know, notable. And uh, Brownerker Washington, you know, a, a player that doesn't get a lot of attention, but probably deserves more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he uh, also kind of retraced his steps, made a good play on a, a screen that I thought was impressive. It was pretty, he was pretty hyped up about that play. I mean, you talk about a guy who's probably going to be a starter, mm-hmm. probably a starter this year with uh, Matt Abike and Michael Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a big player on this team. Brody's, Brody's a, a guy to watch out for um, as we move forward. So uh, successful takeaways. John Harbaugh said he was really pleased with the players, thought the rookies looked better on the field than they did on tape. Pleased with that. Pleased with the coaches, he said, and the scheme that they've 
you know, put in on on the offensive side of the ball. Mike McDonald in year two, pleased with that. So things are looking good, Cliff, as we head into mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, you're going to give me some flack. I'll just give it to myself right now. I'm going to be out next week on another AK, baby. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a rough week, huh, bro? You burnt out. Whew, it's time. Yeah, it's this, this short week. Um, yep. Uh, so time for me to get a little R&R again. Um, so Cliff will be hanging. He'll be here holding down the fort. Garrett will be back from his long vacay. Long vacay. But I can't, you know, I don't have any mushroom talk here. Uh, so they'll be back. And then uh, we will have another episode of The Lounge uh, later this week, uh, I'm going to sit down with Cassie Calvert and I are going to sit down with Travis Jones, the sophomore defensive tackle, who is another player stepping into a bigger role. So that'll be a, a fun time talking to him and kind of introducing him to fans. If you haven't done so already, make sure you rate and review the lounge. If you're not subscribed, then what are you doing? Just go ahead and punch that right now. And as I mentioned before, the Ravens Press Pass podcast, go check that out. John Harbaugh, Chuck Smith, Kyle Hamilton all talked today. So You'll want to check that out as well. And we'll be back with you later this week.